Yes, and welcome back to the Six Piece Podcast for another edition, our second episode of Series 2, as we continue our look at Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. If you'd like to get in touch, you can do so via email at sixpiecepodcast at gmail.com. That's 6pspodcast at gmail.com. Enough stuffing around. Let's get into it. And when we left the film last time, uh, Jeffries heard a woman screaming over the other side of the courtyard. Now, the ensuing scenes revolve around Jeff's observations of the apartments around him as heavy rain falls throughout. It is, of course, night time as well, just to add to that ominous feeling or vibe or atmosphere around. Now, Jeffrey's main focus is on Lars Thorwald, who leaves his apartment to go out at night a number of times, emphasised by fade-in and fade-outs, as well as close-ups of Jeffrey's watch to denote time passing. Now, Lars Thorwald is, of course, the man who is married to the invalid, the woman or the nagging wife, as we saw earlier on in the film, we will come to know him as Lars Thorwald and his wife as Anna. And Jeff is quite suspicious of his actions. Now, interspersed with these observations of Lars Thorwald um, are, I guess, shots of the married couple with a dog who are sleeping on the balcony, and they rush inside to avoid the rain. It's sort of like a, a comic moment in the film. Uh, He also witnesses the songwriter, who's clearly inebriated and once again frustrated as he blatantly wipes or swipes his music sheets off the piano upon returning home. The other individual Jeffries observes is Miss Torso, who fends off her date from entering her apartment. Now, this shows her strength and defies Jeffries' earlier assumptions about her, the fact that she is out for men. The final shot of this sequence, however, is really important. It shows Lars Thorwald leaving his apartment with a woman while Jeffries is sleeping. Now, similar to the opening sequence, the audience witnesses something that Jeffries does not, adding tension to his subsequent investigation into the Thorwalds and encouraging the audience to question Jeffries' opinions about the events that occurred on this night, especially after Doyle provides, and that's Detective Doyle, provides evidence which counters Jeffries which occurs later on in the film, and we fade to black. Subsequently, it is now morning in the Greenwich Village neighbourhood. We see Miss Hearing Aid is sculpting a piece called Hunger outside. For me, I feel like this symbolises the emotional void within the neighbourhood, and more specifically, the void in Jeffries and Lisa's relationship, which is especially felt by Lisa, as we saw previously. Now, Stella is tending to Jeffries once again, and remarks that the rain did nothing to halt the heat wave. She also comments that Jeffries must have been watching out that window for hours. He comments that Miss Lonelyhearts cried herself to sleep alone, before remarking that the salesman might be available. It is really interesting to note that Jeffries' nicknames for the characters are contrasting. For the men, he uses their occupation to describe them, the salesman, the songwriter. But for the female characters, it is more about their personal lives or physical appearance, Miss Torso and Miss Lonely Hearts. Again, tapping into, the, in, in, into that idea of, of the male-dominant world and the male gaze as well. Now, Jeffries is convinced that the salesman has murdered his wife and dismembered her body, and after being told by Stella that, that the blinds are now up in the Thorwald apartment. Excited, Jeffries starts observing once again, but is quick to get out of sight, moving himself into the shadows highlighting his aversion to being looked at and commenting on the ethics of his actions. 
Jeff takes his voyeurism to the next level, utilising binoculars and a long-focus lens in observing his neighbours. This is significant for a number of reasons. Firstly, by using his work tools, his voyeurism has turned into an occupation for him, and there is a clear lack of emotion between him and his subjects. Secondly, it allows Jeffries to hide behind something and provide a barrier between him and his neighbours. By extension, this allows Jeffries to justify his actions. Now there is a close-up where Jeff's eyes are covered by his binoculars and a reflection of the apartment block pretty much takes on or takes place of his eyes. This signifies how consumed he now is with his voyeurism. However, there is a moment where Jeff questions his morality or questions the morality of his actions and this is highlighted through the use of the Kuleshoff effect and close-up of his face with his eyes darting left and right. Now Hitchcock also uses vignetting in this scene where the edges of the shot are blacked out. The audience is thus provided with Jeffrey's perspective, making them complicit in his voyeuristic actions. And vignetting is a film technique that is used throughout this film. Again, it places the audience in Jeffrey's perspective, or provides them with Jeffrey's perspective, I should say. Now, that evening, the songwriter is cleaning up his apartment, And we get a brief glimpse at a nuclear family on an upper floor where a father is helping a daughter get ready for bed. Now this is the only representation we as the audience get of a traditional family unit in 1950s America. And the fact that we rarely see this, I guess, emphasises for us the the lack of action or excitement and gratification this provides Jeffries with. He's more interested in the single couples or um, those who are in a relationship without children. Inside the apartment, Lisa has returned, and her and Jeff are sharing an intimate moment, yet Jeff cannot take his mind off the events of the previous evening and his belief that the salesman has killed the wife. Now, while looking at Miss Torso, and this is done through editing, of course, from Hitchcock, Jeffrey says that would be a terrible job to tackle. Just how would you start to cut up a human body? And Lisa questions Jeffrey, stating, you're beginning to scare me a little. If only you could see yourself. Sitting around looking out of the window to kill time is one thing, but doing it the way you are with binoculars and wild opinions about every little thing you see is diseased. She calls him out on his actions. She calls him diseased, unethical, immoral. The discussion then turns to marriage. Jeffrey says, I've seen it through that window. I've seen bickering and family quarrels and mysterious trips at night and knives and saws and ropes. Interesting to note that Jeffries admits to being a voyeur here and looking in on other people's private lives, but Lisa retorts by saying, Lots of men don't speak to their wives all day. Lots of wives nag and men hate them and trouble starts, but few of them end up in murder, if that's what you're thinking. Lisa is able to refute Jeffries' assumptions. However, it is at this moment that Lisa stands up and the camera zooms in on her face, transfixed with something in the distance. Once again, Hitchcock utilises the Kuleshov effect to show the audience that she is looking at the salesman tying a rope around a large case. Upon zooming in, Lisa says, Let's start from the beginning again, Jeff. Tell me everything you know and what you think it means. A couple of things about this particular shot. Firstly, it's a mid-shot of Jeffries and Lisa looking together out the window, with Hitchcock bringing them together. Obviously, there's been a lot of tension and, 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 and um, conflict between them, and here we see them coming together for a bit of what I would call a rapprochement. 
and it's followed by a zoom and a close-up of Lisa's face to show her concern. The other thing I should say is, later on there is framing, um, just because Lisa goes to um, Thorwald's apartment to find out his name, and just as she's doing that and she tells Jeff on the phone, Jeffries looks into the apartment and we see uh, Thorwald's apartment, which is completely in darkness apart from um, his cigarette or the light from his cigarette, which we can see, which sort of reflects, I guess, his evil actions. We're going to leave it there for now. We're going to go to our first break and our first song. Now, this is being recorded in December, so I might be putting the moz on this, but I think Baltimore are an absolute lock for the Super Bowl. So I thought today we'd just play uh, a song from bands in Baltimore. This is a six-piece podcast. We'll be back after this break, looking at the next section of Re Window. the six peas podcast and welcome back to Greenwich Village. It is the following morning and Stella has cooked Jeffrey's breakfast by the looks of it pro, uh, protein based. We've got some uh, bacon and eggs here. Very good. He comments, I can't tell you what a welcome sight this is, which I think is a real slap in the, in, in the face of Lisa, who provided him with a lobster dinner just a couple of nights earlier. However, he's put off his food by Stella's insights into where do you think he cut her up? and her belief that he probably did it in the bathtub. Um, The way she talks about the murder and the language she uses is quite gruesome, and it's not normally associated with a woman. Now, Jeffrey's voyage at gaze is not just consumed with Thorwald. He watches Miss Torso hang out her underwear to dry, and it cuts to a close-up of him smiling. So the idea that he's um, being voyeuristic for pleasure, for gratification... Then to a shot of the newlywed husband opening up his blinds for the first time since the beginning of the film. He has his head out the window and we hear his wife call out his name, which is Harry. This represents his desire to escape already. Now the final scene we're going to look at today involves Detective Doyle, who Jeff spent time with during the war. He has invited him over to the apartment and hopes he will look into the case. Doyle is initially dismissive of the case, saying this is a thousand to one shot, but says he will poke around. After doing so, 
He returns and provides Jeff with evidence refuting his claims that Thorwald killed his wife. Based on witness testimony, Lars Thorwald and his wife left in the morning, just as Jeffries was asleep, and she hopped on a train to Merrittsville. She even sent him a postcard. Hitchcock uses high-angled shots continuously throughout this scene, providing Doyle with authority on the matter as he looks down, literally, on Jeff and his theories. However, Doyle is briefly transfixed with Miss Torso, who is dancing in her apartment. Jeffries asks, how's your wife? Suggesting that no one is immune to voyeurism. Unconvinced, Jeffries pushes Doyle to look deeper, even going as far as telling him to break into the Thorwald's apartment when he's not around. Ironically, Lisa will do just this towards the end of the film. Doyle responds saying, if I was caught in there, that would have my badge in 10 minutes, showcasing his ethics and morality. Jeffries refers to the law as house rules and once again pushes Doyle to look into it, but Doyle is quick to dismiss him once again. He even asks, how did we ever stand each other in the plane for three years during the war? The conflict and argument that happens throughout this scene is lighthearted at times as well to show the close-knit relationship that, that they share. And that is where we're going to leave it for now on the Six Piece Podcast. Join us again next time as we delve further into the mystery surrounding the Thorwalds and Jeff and Lisa's investigation. Once again, if you would like to get in contact, you can do so at sixpiecepodcast at gmail.com. I'm happy to answer any questions you have. In fact, we'll look to do a Q&A podcast in the next week or so on Rewindow, so send through any questions you might have about the film. You can also request a music theme or a song to be played. If you would like to suggest one, just email me. We'll see if we can get it on. We'll also be launching a channel on YouTube shortly as well, so keep an eye out for that. We'll be doing some key scene analysis and looking at themes from Rewindow to start with um, on that YouTube channel, and then hopefully get into some essay writing stuff. But for now... This has been the Six Piece Podcast, reminding you that proper prior preparation prevents poor performance. Are we finished? Done.